Hey, I'm Charles Barkley. Call for a Redmond and water at bars and restaurants throughout the great state of Alabama. Redmond Vodka, available at select ABC stores and package stores. Redmond Vodka is eight times distilled, gluten-free, and is made from non-GMO corn. Looking to support a local business? Redmond Distilling is Alabama proud and minority-owned. Learn more online at redmonddistilling.com. All right, Mr. Bad, tell me a joke. All right, all right, all right, all right. So did you hear about the ski trip? The ski trip? Yeah, the ski trip. It started off well but went downhill real fast. (laughs) (laughs) That actually wasn't too bad. (laughs) I got a lifeline. (laughs) He finally came with a joke. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) The fact that he came with one. I'm not even going to tell a joke today. (laughs) All right. First question. Tell me why you cannot be the president of the United States. Tell me why that can't happen. Hmm? Like me? Like you. Like Like, right now? Not right now. I'm saying, you remember when I told you I had planned the rest of your life out? Yeah. (laughs) I'm saying, in between, before that last stop, I'm just saying, bro, like real talk. I had a dream that Randall Lee Woodfin was president of the United States. <laughs> and you can't tell me why they can't happen. Let's see. I'm over 35. I was born in the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you a centrist? I'm just saying, I have we gonna we gonna sit down and talk. I have plotted this thing out. Trust me on this. All right. What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Gemini. Gemini. What's your favorite color? My favorite color is easy blue. Now, everybody should know this. Who is your favorite artist or genre? Outcast. Rap. (laughs) Duh. 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 What's your favorite restaurant? Okay. Not to get you in trouble, but I'm just saying. Oh, listen, your mamas. <laughs> right? Um, do you cook? You know? What happened? What was the scene on Friday? My man said, um, Smokey asked um, Day Day, go ahead, take it. He was like, man, I drink. <laughs> I do not cook. You don't cook. But I eat. Gotcha. I, I was eat. just I was just wondering. I eat. Yeah. What's your favorite movie, new or old? Man, I am a huge fan. Uh, it's, it's it's a tie between Braveheart and, and Inception. Braveheart and Inception. Okay. It's a movie called Inception. It's really good. I think it's going back about 2011. And Braveheart was, what, about 2000? No, about 1995, something like that. Man, you good with years and all that. 
What is your favorite book? A Fire You Can't Put Out. It's a book about Fred Shuttlesworth. Okay. What's your favorite season? Spring. That's easy. Spring. All right. What's your favorite pair of Jordans? Which one? I mean, like. Oh, just the ones. The ones. ones. I'm glad. All, all colors. Ones. Oh, okay. That just made me think I might need to get a chart. Because <laughs> I don't really know which is which, so I'm happy you said ones. So if he would have said Concord 11s, you would have yeah, just been like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, or Space Jam 11. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just asking the questions that people wanted me to ask. Okay. Your favorite cartoon? X-Men. Okay. Favorite NBA team? So I'm honest. I don't have a favorite NBA team. Okay. The team I gravitate towards, the team I like to watch in person, the team that's most exciting, Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. Hands down. Okay. okay. And I, I, you know, if it comes down to them in the ja West again. Fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Re- much respect. Yeah. I definitely want them to beat Golden State. <laughs> okay. I want them to beat Golden State last year. Okay. Okay. But if you if you have not been to a Memphis Grizzly game, it's a short drive. Check it out. Most electrifying okay. atmosphere and experience, bro. It's, it's dope. Okay. It's dope. Put that on my little list then. Uh, your favorite NFL team. Same. I don't have a favorite NFL team. You know, as a child, I had a favorite NBA team, favorite NFL team. I don't have it anymore. Yeah. But I tell you who I gravitate towards in the NFL. It's easy. Is and this is before this year. It was last year as well. Um, that's Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Huge fan. Huge fan of Jalen. Huge fan of the grit. It's beautiful to watch. Yeah. And then his surrounding cast is not just. <clears throat> it's not just Smith. Um, it's not just what's the other wide receiver name? It's really good. I can't think. AJ Brown. Yeah, Brown. Yeah. Even on the defense, bro. They, Brad Barry is from this area. Brad Barry is from PG Pleasant Grove. Really? Yeah. Okay. Was in he played New York last year, but we got a, a Birmingham rep on that team. Yeah. And then you got all that Bama blood on that team. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Doing their thing, bro. Your what is um your dream car? My dream car. What year Cadillac? Yeah, that's it, right? The car, the car is a Cadillac. What year? The dream would easily be a 1968 Fleetwood. Mm-hmm. So, was it 68 or 69? So, my great grandfather had an all white one, black interior. Okay. And I think you had told me about that. I see yeah. it. I see it. Yeah. And these new Cadillacs, crazy, man. They moved away from the big body. Uh huh. So they got these small SUVs, and then they got the Escalade. Man, but damn, brother, Escalade, a baby house. <laughs> yeah. Bro, it's 120-something thousand yeah, dollars, bro. I'm yeah, yeah. Like, what are we doing? Right, right. Give me old school. Uh, iPhone or Android? Bro, you know I ain't with no green bubbles. <laughs> Tripping, bro. That's... You be in a group You be in a group chat? Yeah. You be in a group, and everything's going fine. And then, Blue. yeah, it's green. <laughs> Man, give me, give me Apple, give me iPhone all day, bro. If you had a superpower, what would it be? What would you want, and why? So X Men, 
I immediately think of X-Men, right? I don't think of the Avengers. Um, I think some of the superpowers that X-Men have are amazing. But it would either be Professor X or what's your girl? Um, you and that hitting the table. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> it's either Professor X or I can't think of her name. Jean Grey. Uh-huh. That's a superpower right there. Bro. That's a superpower right there. Yeah. That's stage five right there. <laughs> what advice would you give your younger self? You know what? It would be around make better grades in school. Hmm. Better grades in school, elf. Make better grades in school and prepare and do better at prepping for test taking. Those combined things would mean I wouldn't have no student loans. <laughs> you so strategic. <laughs> 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 that makes a lot of sense. Um, at this point today, this second. Give me your brag sheet, your greatest hits as mayor. What, including Birmingham Promise, tell me your brag sheet at this second. I would easily say number one is Birmingham Promise. I mean, that's a fundamental game changer for any child that finishes Birmingham City Schools. So that's people, an entire, that's I an think entire people generation. People still don't understand it. Break it down. Well, it's simple. You finish Birmingham City Schools, if you want to attend any state school, so think about UAB, Alabama, Auburn, State, A&M, Jacksonville, Montevallo, Lawson State, Jeff State, Belleville State, University of South Alabama, North Alabama, and all the other schools I didn't name that are state public schools. Yeah. You get to go tuition free, no questions asked. No right. GPA requirement, no SAT requirement, no ACT score requirement. If those schools accept you, and you're admitted, we pay for your tuition. What if I don't want to go to college? What does the Birmingham Promise do for me? As a junior senior, you can leave high school early. You can receive high school credit hours for working. And you, can get, you can get paid $15 an hour. Being exposed to that job in high school gives you a leg up into that lane post-high school if you choose not to go to college. So let's say, let's say Huffman has a career academy. Mm-hmm. and it's in construction. Mm-hmm. Let's say you like working on homes or projects. Well, you don't have to go to college. You can go work work one of those companies at 18. Right. Because you're already exposed to them as a high school student. What else is on the brag sheet? Man, we paving streets, bro. <laughs> I told you every day. Keep paving streets. Non, the non-sexy, but we paving streets. <laughs> Go ahead. Coming off 280, getting on to 31. Yeah. <laughs> Please, for the love of God. <laughs> there, it's not a pothole, man. It's a crater, and it's been there for a minute. That's, that's, I, I'm, I'm going to tell the state. That's, that's, that's the, the state. That's the state. State yeah. property. Yeah. State. But okay. I'm going to put in a word for you to the state. Thank you. <laughs> that's not Birmingham. That's the state. <laughs> Um, I would easily say some of the, th- the stuff we did around social justice, bro. We've we 
giving guaranteed income for single mothers. If if you don't know, unfortunately, 63% of households are led by single women in Birmingham. That's a large number. So we've done a program to just literally assist them. Our food program, we put millions of dollars into healthy food. And we bring the grocery store back online, which a lot of cities can't do right now. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the aggressiveness around healthy food is something we're very proud of. Probably a lot of the blight we removed. There was a lot of blight five years ago in the city. Proud of the investments we've made west of 65. So that includes downtown Ninsley. Uh, that includes um, north of six, north downtown, Caraway coming online. And even south of downtown, reimagining where my grandmother lived until I died, South Town. Yeah. So breaking up concentrated poverty, getting rid of these big blighted places and putting in place new development for our citizens. Now. Oh, you got to go with the stadium and the new basketball arena. Look, oh, at, look at all the entertainment we've been able to bring to our city since both of those have been completed online. Yeah, yeah. Um, now. Let's just say that um, some something crazy happens, and let's say I don't want to wish bad on nobody, but let's say some crazy scenario happened, right, where you were given the opportunity to be vice president of the United States or the opportunity to be in the cabinet, you know, the president's cabinet or something. If that came out of nowhere, right, you honestly had to give it some thought. What is undone? What what haven't you gotten to yet? What what would keep what would make you say, uh, I still got a few things up my sleeve? What's next for us? So what would make me say it is first stay, and that's easy. Is my commitment to home. Birmingham's home. <clears throat> Excuse me, I love Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Being in this position of leadership as CEO, mayor of the city allows me to serve. Mm-hmm. So I'm motivated to stay because there's a lot of work to do. We still got infrastructure needs around stormwater sidewalks. I want to build more homes in the city. I want to decrease crime. I want to make sure the things we're doing around financial literacy for our children, mental health for our young people, conflict resolution for our young people, that we actually see tangible change in those things that our children are learning. They're self-sufficient. They got financial sense. They're making better decisions around any issues they have around conflict. And I want to see a decrease in gun violence. Gun violence, gun violence, gun violence. Um, it's tough, man. I told you, I, I texted you, what was that, Sunday? When the um, crime center was on... National news. National news, yeah. Um, I kind of see it, but how is that crime center going to help me feel safer? As a as a Birmingham resident, when when all when I'm seeing all this crime, well, so, <clears throat> violence, yeah. so a lot of crime happens on private property. It happens in a home, happens inside of an apartment, happens in a car. 
And most people have realistic expectations that the police can't be in your home, can't be in your private vehicle. Mm. A, a, a shooting occurs, and let's say somebody did a drive-by or pull-up, walk-up. Best thing you want is a place like that from a technology standpoint mm-hmm. that, a cam- that a camera catches the license plate. It mm-hmm. catches the car. And then that's routed back to that center. Mm-hmm. And then our police are dispatched to find, go find that car all day. And they were able to pick that car up because we, we caught it. Right. Um, <clears throat> what about people that say that turns us into a police state or that's overreach? I'm for it. I'm not. I'm just playing dev, devil's advocate. What about people that say, you know, they spying on us, you know, all of those arguments? Well, here's the big picture first. Democracy is a participatory sport. And what I mean by that, it was never, it was never designed for you to vote for your mayor, vote for your city council, and those are the only people responsible for making your gut, your city work. Mm-hmm. A democracy sport was never meant for you to just vote and then don't do nothing else. <laughs> you got to do things like keep your trash in the car when you get to the exit and not litter. <sighs> you got to do things like actually take your children to school and they can't skip. <laughs> you got to do things like, you know, participate in your government. Yeah. Part of government's participation is when a crime occurs, we need witnesses to come forward because people don't commit crimes in front of police. Mm-hmm. Witnesses take the stand. They testify to what happened. A jury finds that person guilty or innocent. By the way, the jury is the public. That's democ. That's that's democracy in its form. Being a witness, that's democracy in its form. Right. People don't want to be witnesses no more for a host of reasons. Part of the no snitching culture, but part is also real intimidation, fear of coming forward with information. So if you have less witnesses then you need more technology to offset. If a crime occurs and no one actually saw it, but we have the technology that that sees the people in the car committing that crime, the technology allows us to go capture what happened, and that is part of actual evidence to bring that person guilty, to find that person guilty, but mostly to bring justice to that victim because we don't have a willing witness or we didn't have a witness to actually see it. Um, if you, we've talked about um, definitely educating our children, keeping our, seat, uh, our, our streets safe. What about the housing piece? The housing piece is simple. federal government participated in building mega concentrated poverty sites. So anything that's concentrated has a higher probability of producing the same thing. I didn't say 100%. My parents live in public housing. I'm sitting before you as mayor now. I'm not in poverty, but my parents grew up in poverty, both of them. But the likelihood of of that being 100% where the next generation is not in poverty, unfortunately, it's not likely. Mm-hmm. You got to break up concentrated poverty. Mm-hmm. So 
the central the central city I knew as a child was one of the most dangerous places ever. The central city today is not. It's mixed use. The brickyard, tuxedo, that I knew as a child was one of the most dangerous places. Mm-hmm. The tuxedo we, we know today is not. Right. Mixed use. It's my desire. Love and Village. Man, Love and Village was hell and hot, bro. <laughs> right. Not... I'm talking about a place where crime was committed often. Right. Not just against property, but against people. Right. Southtown. Another example. I just gave you, like, examples. Mm-hmm. Well, that still leaves Kingston and Avondale and Cooper Green and Winona and other areas of just concentrated poverty. You got to break that up. But you don't stop there. You got to take these empty lots and you got to go vertical with more single family homes. You got to take these homes that exist where the senior elder person doesn't have resources and you got to keep funding the program to help them fix their roof, fix their porch. You got to help people who need a will so if they die, the houses don't sit there and rot. Mm-hmm. All the stuff I've just named. Oh, you got to make the land bank more efficient too. All that stuff allows us to really make neighborhoods better. Because a, a city is made up of communities. Communities are made up of families. Families live in homes, houses. Whether it's single family or multifamily. And you got to have places where people feel safe. But aesthetically, it got to be actually homes people want to live in as well. It's not just where I live. It's what's in front of me when I look out my, my house. What's to the left of me, left of me, what's to the right of me. But you make the houses nicer on the block. You know, I'm a young family, kids. Why would I bring my family into Birmingham when the schools are in the situation they're in? I mean, how do you how do you entice young families to move in and, and to, you know? And this is the biggest elephant elephant in the room. Um, and it's my desire to really fix education, but I am limited because I don't control it. I do try to influence it. I do try to provide the wraparound services outside of the education piece from 8 to 5 for K-12 students yearly. The biggest thing I can say is this, superintendent, school board. The superintendent should be like Nick Saban. I would say, if I'm a betting man, I don't know the accuracy of this. But from a percentage standpoint, I feel like he spends at least 60% of his time recruiting. Mm. The biggest thing Dr. Mark Sullivan can do as superintendent of schools is go recruit 43 principals. It's not the, it's not who on the school board. It's not who the superintendent is. It's not who the mayor is. It's not who all these other people are. They're good. You need those people. But the cog in the system that has the most outside influence on moving education for children 
is at the individual school principals. You get the most dynamic, best leaders in the form of principals. Burnham City Schools has changed in two years. You don't get the right principals. You get no change. I can give you the best superintendent ever, best school board, best mayor. You don't have the best principals, nothing moves. Citizens Trust Bank, in service to the community since 1921. Here at Citizens Trust Bank, we've built ourselves on your trust. Trust that comes from stability, solidarity, and being a good community partner. We're proud to serve the Magic City by helping you turn your financial goals into reality. Whether it's saving for your child's education, to buying that dream home or vehicle, to starting or building your business, CTB has been there and will continue to be here to be a trusted advisor for all of life's milestones. We welcome the opportunity to earn your business and to serve you in the best capacity possible. Visit us online at ctbconnect.com or visit us at our location at 1700 Third Avenue North. We are Citizens Trust Bank. The bank that has been here is currently here and will continue to be here to serve the community. Memphis and New Orleans basketball teams mm-hmm. are the new face, in my opinion, of not just the West, but new generation, new generation, next generation basketball, NBA. What makes you say that? They're young. <clears throat> it's not just the individual skill sets, but they're playing team ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing towards their strengths. And it's exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Who is... Who, tell me the top two teams. That's the West, so top two teams in the East. Man, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Listen, I feel like it always comes down to... Well, in the beginning, there's a lot of hype around Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Philly, Toronto. And then it always, a lot of it boils down to Philly, Toronto. Who am I missing? Boston. And Boston. Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. I say I, my brain sometimes think Milwaukee's in the West, but Milwaukee's in the East. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, the East had a silent period for a while. But now those are the teams, yeah. and I don't know. I don't know who will come out of the top two in these. Truthfully, what? Two things I want to talk about. Number one, new guard. Number two, sports. All right. What's next, sports wise, for the city of Birmingham? I have always personally felt like we don't have the income to support a you know top tier professional team we don't have the the um population you know it's just things like that but you know i've told people i think the the pandemic kind of made people look at sports a different way right. you know without it being you know so necessary for it to be a crowd in the in the seats, you know, with all these TV contracts and how they do things. What's what's next on the on the list for sports in Birmingham? So I'm gonna answer the question, but I want to talk about your statement of the the professionals teams. I think people need to understand how professional teams work. There's so many. There are only so many teams in the NBA and mm-hmm. so many teams in the NFL. And if the leagues don't expand, 
another city can't just say, hey, I want a team. Want a team. <laughs> Don't work like that. The other thing people need to know is, <clears throat> of course, the NFL is an owner, owner league, mm. 30-something teams, and then the NBA is a player league. But even with that, those facts, bruh, people aren't out here just selling their team. <laughs> right. And, you know, owners, owners barely pass away. Mm. And when they do, that's transition for them most likely to stay in their city. So, And the ownership usually stays in the family. That is correct. Yeah. So, oh, here's the third. It ain't like there's some super billionaire running around Birmingham to say, <laughs> I want to buy a team. Right. <laughs> because those two leagues – on a low end, on the low end, you need to be a minimum of a, a, a three three billionaire. Yeah. Like the letter, as in the three in front of billionaire. Yeah. You can't just be a one billionaire. One billionaire. <laughs> you got to have three, four billion. Yeah. <laughs> minimum. 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 Yeah. Like the, the the lowest owned team in that. It's probably like worth three billion. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That being the case. It's not people. I always ask, why we can't have an NFL team or build a dome so we can get an NFL team? NFL who? <laughs> NFL what? NFL where? Right. Who, who coming? <laughs> I don't know some phantom team that exists. Right. So that's that. But we do have a professional league here that people need to start supporting. Yes. Don't ask me about nothing new till you start supporting what we got. Yes. Here's an example. We actually have a professional soccer team here that more people need to support. Yeah. The Legion. Hammer down. Hammer down. I don't want to hear nothing about nothing until y'all support the home first. And I appreciate you for the hookup with Jay Heaps and you yeah, know, all that. There's, but, those but, some good people. But keep going. Bro, we got a G League team here. Yeah. Support them. Yeah. Bama had a game up here. They played Gonzaga. And, bro, Legacy Arena was sold out. Like Packed out. 15,800. That's almost 16,000 people. That's almost every seat. Our local um, G League team got a game. No, barely any cost. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple thousand. Support local. UAV is getting ready to go into a new, um, what do you call it, conference. Don't forget the USFL. Yeah. Oh, man, listen. USFL. USFL, coming back for a second season. Support your local team. UAV is going to another conference, AAC. Support your local team. Stop telling me what you want, and you got stuff here and you won't support it. I don't want to hear it. What about, um, in in fairness, you know, um, I thought that USFL ticket was so cheap that I – you can't really tell me nothing about USFL, but what about ticket prices? Can we help the kids a little more? Can we help the families a little more? Absolutely. Put some, and, yeah. And all of the above. But to be clear, we already do. Mm-hmm. No different than the classic. Mm-hmm. Most people don't pay for their tickets. <laughs> right. So talking about I want to I want to support HBCUs. Well, the ticket price is reasonable, bro. It's $25. Yeah. But if you don't have $25... We can get you a ticket, right? Same for all of our other sports. We can always take care of our children. Yeah. 
but people need to support local, bro. We don't have a shortage of local teams in all the above sports, football, basketball, soccer, that you can support local. UAB is going to have an amazing basketball run this year. Yeah. You need to support them well before March Madness. Yeah, yeah. Is is it this year that March Madness is coming? Absolutely, bro. March okay. Madness will be here. Well, in 2023. First and second yeah. round will be. Well, it is. This comes out yes. in 2023. So, yeah, it is here. <laughs> that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a huge deal. It is a big deal. So, there is no shortage of. And when is the police and fire game? 25. That's 25. Okay. There is, oh, bro, there is no shortage of sporting events and opportunities for you to go be a fan right now. All right. I've been raising I've been raising Kane about this for a long time. Um and it's how and you know, I done put my money where my mouth is. You're here. EJ's here. All kinds of young people are getting in, involved politically and, and whatnot. Tell me about, you know, I'll, I always tell you who ask you who's next and who, you know, who are our up and comers and things like that. What are we doing to get younger people on our boards, um, getting people and I'm not picking on anybody in the city council, y'all. Don't fuss at me. I, I love y'all, but who's next? Uh, who? How, how are we preparing that next generation to run for city council, to run for mayor? What are we doing for these young people? Because, you know, there are people in the same positions when I was younger than you. You know what I mean? And, you know, what are we doing? Who are we getting behind? What are we, you know, talk about so, the next generation. So definitely from the board appointment standpoint, I have definitely tried to skew younger, opportunity, professional backgrounds. You see it on the airport board. You see it on the housing authority board. And you see people that are born and raised right here. No different than me. Yeah. Young professionals have families, have good jobs, have good character, not going to embarrass the city, not going to embarrass me, and they understand their role, and they got a future, whether it's board service or anything else they want to do, private or public sector. I think the council has gotten way better. I like this council a lot. I think they do. I think, I think they take their board appointment seriously. I think some of their younger board members are reflected. You see it in the library board. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you see it in a lot of other their boards that they appoint, land bank, et cetera. I think on recruiting good people to run for office, I need to make this very clear. It is unfortunate that wholesale, whether it's school board, whether it's city council or mayor, qualified people that you would want to represent you don't voluntarily run. Mm-hmm. You got to go get them. You got to go get them. So, you know, election cycle 17, election cycle 21, I've done that, um, particularly with the school board, since it's elected and not appointed. Mm-hmm. Well, now we got to keep doing that for other positions around the city as well as we look to everything coming up, 
whether it's 25 or 2026. Mm-hmm. Um, people can reach out to whom in your office? You know, some people holler at me. Some people holler at other local yokes. But what's the process? Who do they who? Who should this Johnny Bravo over here submit a resume or what's the process? Because a lot of people don't even, they don't know. I would say for board service, because that's more internal, um, Edward Turner, EJ, or Earl Earl Hillier Jr. I think if it's aspiration or interest in holding political office, they should reach out to a person like you. <laughs> no. Outside. Out, out, don't, don't bring that to City Hall. No, no, no. Don't bring it to City Hall, nor me. <laughs> Ooh, um, I was, I got to have the honor of sitting in your seat uh, yesterday. Um, Teresha Huffman interviewed me. And... I told her, I was like, unless he runs for president, don't come to me about no more, or, or one of my kids, don't come to me about no more campaigns. I am <laughs> out of the game. I am out of the game. Only for Randall and my children. That's it. <laughs> so um, who should I at? Tell me two or three people that I should invite on the show, on the podcast, and tell me why. Have you done, you've done Isaac Cooper, Dewana Thomas? Dewana and, um, and I keep having um, scheduling conflicts. I have not reached out to Isaac. So they I'm, are both young guns. Yeah. That have literally changed the Civil Rights Institute, bro. Yeah. The Civil Rights Institute's future are in those two hands, and they're leading. Yeah. One, one as CEO, president, and the other is chairman of the board. Yeah. So I just gave you two. Because <laughs> <laughs> one, can, one, can, one can talk about the Civil Rights Institute, its present and its future, but can also talk about um, organizing in the community and activism and black and, black America but the other and you can talk to her about running for office. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the other can talk about not just the institute but literally man this conversation around financial literacy for the black community in Birmingham yeah no one better yeah um Shuttlesworth Oh, you got to get Tima, you got to get Tima Marie King in here. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell oh. me about that. A plus. Yeah. Um, forgive me, I can't think of the the um, the director's name, but Tima Marie King is the producer. Produced and directed very well. Oh man, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Um, because it's the content is rich. Yeah. It's thoughtful. And the perspectives, but it and it's but it gives you it gives you what happened in the past, but it gives you something for what we're supposed to be doing right now too. Okay. I think that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's not just through a historical lens, mm-hmm. but it's like 
It's like marching orders. Yeah. It's not just a, it's not, I don't think it's your average documentary. Okay. First of all, time wise, it gets you what you need. It didn't didn't need to be forever, so the timing is good. But I felt motivated to go out go when I left there left the show. Oh, this is why I ran, and this is what I'm supposed to be doing in this position. Give us some marching orders. All right. When you get done eating your green acres. <laughs> if you happen to eat it in your car, please don't throw it out the window. Please. I know that sounds silly, but I'm doing everything in my power to keep the city clean. So, for example, we did a test pilot run of three trash cans off interstate exits. Arkadelphia, 3rd Avenue North, coming into town from 65 South, headed 65 North. And I bet you ain't em- emptied them yet. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> in, in Green Springs. Okay. So our exes are filthy. Yeah. And people think it just comes from people begging for money on the corner, but it also comes from people just letting their windows down, throwing stuff out. Yeah. So we put trash cans on the exit, and I promise you it was working. Oh, that's good to know. So, marching orders. Y'all help me keep the city clean. I said it silly with the... Yeah. Don't throw the trash out, but what right. my bigger picture is help me keep Birmingham clean. Right. Help me keep it clean. Here's some marching orders. Grief has not decreased in the city, unfortunately, related to untimely death via gun violence. I'm begging, I'm begging... Young men in the streets. I'm begging family members. Get insurance for your people. Get insurance for yourself. If you're out here hiding the streets in whatever lifestyle you live in, your family's your family has to grieve and will grieve you. But don't leave them questioning how they gonna at least how they gonna put you on the ground and bury you either. That's pretty deep. I mean, seriously, like you know what kind of lifestyle you live in. Get insurance. Get you some insurance. <laughs> or just set aside 10 stacks. Right. That's the most practical thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know what I mean. I'm not trying to sound cold. No, but it makes sense. It's like, don't make things worse. Because yeah. they, these chances y'all taking out here, there's a cost. Yeah. Including your loved one having to possibly lay you to rest it will not be cheap it is not free that is not what GoFundMe is for let your family at least mourn you and not have to have the anxiety your mother your baby mama your children worry about literally how they're going to pay to bury so then you send it to morgue forever because there is no funeral home to take you to that ain't right Mm. here's another marching order I've seen an increase of 15, 16, and 17-year-olds robbing people, shooting at people. Whatever's going on in your household, as busy as you are, tell your children you love them, hug them. Let them know they don't have to tote guns or shoot at people and rob people. They're more likely to listen to you than the police and me. Man. That 
know, I, I struggle. I struggle. I, I, I've listened to everything you've said. And, you know, we talk personally. Some of this stuff, I'm like, all right, I hope it works. <laughs> you know, or I wouldn't spend the money that way, but I'm going to pray for you and support you. Um, you got to keep trying. You got to keep working at it. You got to keep throwing money at programs and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but make a case for that. Like, for example, I can say we have to get <clears throat> our workforce up, you know, we for our economy. We need to have educated workers. And so, therefore, we need to throw money, not throw, I don't want to use a negative invest. term, invest. You know what I'm saying? We got to go, but make a case for how you spend the money. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Cause I, you know, I'm I'm always like you, borderline socialist to me. So, <laughs> so make a case, make a case, and let's get out. Yes, sir. No, make it. Make a case. Yeah. So it is a fact that we, no, we will never be able to arrest our way out of crime, particularly gun violence. You can't arrest. Why? How? You can't arrest. Well, y'all be looking at me like <laughs> You can't arrest your way out of it partly because of the following. I don't have home rule. And so gun laws, I don't dictate. The state of Alabama has both of my hands tied behind my back um, with the direction they're going towards just no rules. And the federal government has my 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 eyes with a blindfold around them because knowing is pure inaction. So locally, I am being told you're responsible, but I don't have the authority. So the ease and access and of guns on the distribution sales side, even if I was able to prevent. Thefts of guns and encourage. But what I'm asking though is, I'm 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 right here at that line where I'm about to say, let them kill each other off. Like that's what I'm asking. Tell me why that shouldn't happen. Why should we just not let that cancer die? Well, consider the drug war. We attacked the drug war on the supply and demand side. And we attacked it on the demand side, and now you have lopsided incarceration. Black men. And for every kingpin, pusher, peddler, Rico on anybody you get, whether it's Larry Hoover or any of them folk, somebody just comes behind them and replaces them. Arrest them all. Put them all in jail. That's what I I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. Because there is somebody is, guns aren't being made in Birmingham. No different than in the 80s, crack wasn't being made in Compton. Well, we'll talk later because <laughs> I just feel like, <laughs> you know, if 
I know this dude didn't make the gun. Yeah, but here, look. But he walking around with it being a menace. But this is a table. Put him this, in jail this, for long enough. This table represents a toolbox. One of the tools in the toolbox is enforcement. All right? That's your police. That's your laws. That's the penalties. That's the aggressive approach. That's the zero tolerance. We are doing that. Gun violence is also increasing. And so the other two tools in the toolbox are prevention measures, which is what we spend a lot of our resources on, and reentry measures. So people who are eventually get out of city jail custody, county jail custody, state custody, federal custody, you don't want them to go out here and commit the same crimes. You want to put money on the front end and prevention around financial literacy, conflict resolution, mental health, and working with hospitals so guys don't retaliate who survived their gunshot. You got to do all three. So we do enforcement. Police budget went from $100 million to $118 million. They had an $18 million increase in one year. Mm-hmm. Gun violence went up. We dumped millions into prevention programs. Gun violence went up. We got a program that we're going to support the county right now with the teenagers locked up. Gun violence went up. On the supply side of this and on the inaction of the federal government and the state government allowing the Wild Wild West, it counters every single thing we're doing. I want to thank our illustrious mayor, Randall Woodfin, for joining us. I want to thank you for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63, R360News, and UrbanHam.com. God bless. This podcast has been brought to you by Jefferson County Sheriff's Office.